So welcome to the Challenge the Road podcast, Stephen Finn. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Youngest ever player for Middlesex. Is it 16 years old you started your career there? Yeah, it feels like a long time ago now. I'm 32, going on 33. So yeah, it's 2005, the first time I played cricket for Middlesex professionally. So yeah, it feels like a long time ago, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And you're going to Sussex now from Middlesex. So you're at Middlesex, what, almost... 15 years? Yeah, well, I think yeah. Like 17 professional seasons in the end of right, okay. Middlesex, yeah, so a long time and have just signed a, not that long a contract at Sussex, so three years at Sussex and that'll take me to 35, so I'm looking forward to it, it's a really exciting project and um, a group of people, uh, it's a great place to play cricket, so I'm looking forward to it. And what was you in the England team at, at 20, which is an amazing achievement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Again, that feels like a long time ago now, but yeah, in the England team at 20 and managed to be able to tour the world for seven or eight years with the England team, getting to see some wonderful places and playing some big games and some big series wins. So yeah, it's been um What's it's the biggest one? Uh, Ashes yeah. away is probably the biggest right. one, 2010-11. We went down to Australia and won in Australia for the first time in 24 years, I think right. it was, so... Yeah, decent achievement, that one. Um, and you got a hat-trick, didn't you, in, was I, in the World Cup? Against in the World Australia? Cup, yeah, in the World Cup in 2015, took a hat-trick, although it wasn't, it's not glamorous hat-trick <laughs> like you might hear about. It'll get more glamorous as I get older, <laughs> yeah. I think. So we had, went out in the CTR Vantage, and um, you had a you know, real good drive in that. I know you haven't driven a manual car for a while, but what was your impression of that and the performance? No, it was fantastic. It was strange driving a manual that wasn't a two-litre rental car um, <laughs> for a change. So it was it was great fun. It felt like yeah. it just stuck to the road, to be yeah. honest. When you drove it at first, you sort of sat there not knowing or not expecting when the accelerations would come. It was like really exhilarating. And then when I when I took control, um, it just felt like it stuck and through the corners. The probably no, most noticeable thing was through the corners, like the first corner that I took. It just didn't feel like it moved anywhere yeah yeah yeah, just gripped to the road and it wasn't going to move anywhere so it was great fun it wasn't that great when you told me your jaguar story just before i handed over you the the reins to the ctr yeah not ideal uh, i didn't think of the timing of that (laughs) one (laughs) no the um so i think you had a little spin in a jaguar and ended up in a wall in the middle of watford yeah that's it the watford ring road yeah i saw um flattened jaguar front end (laughs) um yeah i think i was 21 years old and we were sponsored by jaguar at the time um the england cricket team was sponsored by jaguar and part of the sponsorship was you got to design your own car any type of jaguar car you wanted um so i chose an xkr that's the fast yeah the fast yeah supercharged yeah yeah supercharged five liter thing um and and had black like all black black wheels black exterior like you got now on your yeah exactly like the q8 yeah and uh cream interior um and a few days after i got it it was a bit greasy underfoot or under tire i should say um and and yeah lost the back of it on the ring road in watford and ended up in a wall so it wasn't wasn't a great relationship i had with jaguar then so the ctr i've been working on probably for about six months now and i had this sort of plan in my mind to make sort of the best sports car for the road but at a very good price that Mm. was my sort of plan and i picked the aston as the car to do that um, I'm still choosing the green. That's why I put it on the screen. But the the plan is to have the green and bronze edition. So there is one being sprayed in the green now. The bronze alloy is going on. And then the silver one you drove today is more my 
performance version so you can see what it's about mm. um but it's really come together and it's been really nice to do it's a lovely project to just keep working on a car the handling the performance um also just some of the interior stuff as well the exterior yeah but well, i suppose you feel like you can do what you want with it can't you it's it's your yeah and i said that the donor i think you were quite surprised at the price i could get a donor car for and i said that these were i first had one in 2005 when they first come out and they were about 88k sort of 140k in today's money and then i was able to buy a thousand mile one for about forty thousand pounds but at one stage they dropped to 18k which you couldn't believe could you yeah, for an wild, aston martin isn't it? yeah yeah for an aston martin so i feel that they're going to go up in value so the plan was was to take one put this peelable paint on which is new technology i think i was talking to you about yep. that as well so what they do is they prime the car in a primer that protects the original paint and then you can have any paint you want over but it's peelable with a heat gun if you wanted to take it off so i think you said about a wrap but yeah. a bit more it is actual paint yeah on my car at the my yeah. q8 at the moment i had the gray bits blacked out but wrapped right not, okay not yeah and the stuff you're talking about yeah i had it wrapped so what it gives you is that huge depth in the finish because it is a paint finish so um logic vpc are sending me the the green sort of cards tomorrow that i can look at and choose which one but i've gone for sort of a lamborghini green but then made it a little bit lighter but quite heavy metallic um, and then obviously the changes i've done to the grill um, the spacers obviously the bronze rims the, the rear diffuser rear spoiler but then all the performance stuff i've done to make it really like you were smiling straight away weren't you especially with the sound yeah the sound was insane like that deep growl almost like when you got to a certain point on the revs it was um you just just couldn't hear anything other than the engine screaming at you it was it was really nice so i haven't been in a supercar for a while and to have it that responsive and that like in your ears it was like reverberating yeah. in your brain it was, it and it was makes great. you want to go back out in it yeah and that's yeah. what i wanted yeah um it was but a I, lovely day for it as well it was good. Yeah, no wetness on the road well, I think we went we had quite to a long way this. in the end didn't we yeah yeah and we had to cancel this a few weeks ago didn't we because it it's was just too wet yeah, yeah. wet on un wet underneath it wouldn't have been quite as much fun as it was today so price wise it was really difficult because there's a lot of these sort of tributes out there, Porsches, and I wanted something that was affordable, but still a fantastic car. So like there's a, a Lancia tribute come out. It's like half a million. Some of the singers are 2.2 million. Um, I know it's nowhere near that level, but I'm looking at sort of 60,000 pounds to 70,000 pounds. I think it's a really nice price point for someone. Um, and it's an Aston Martin. And I think that green and bronze, like we were looking at the silver one earlier, just trying to imagine how it's going to be and I, I can't wait for two weeks time to see it um and wiggy who come down as well he absolutely loved it to drive yeah that was it was wonderful <laughs> to drive and for someone who's six foot eight it was surprisingly spacious i didn't have to fold myself up like a pretzel to get in there which i've had to do before yeah. um when getting in cars of that ilk so yeah it was um really impressive and sort of makes me go away tempted to give you a phone call afterwards <laughs> well it's it's also good for me because obviously getting taller people in because some cars you you know like um you know a lot of the lamborghinis you don't really want to be over six foot because you're no. on the roof so yeah. this car is very rounded to 
anyone taking it really and also you say it's got a big boot mm. which I yeah. know you expected it to be that, that no. in there um, so you could get your golf clubs and that in there um, but yeah I think it's a fantastic car I think it's absolutely a modern classic I think it was difficult for you to believe it was 16 years old yeah I a, could yeah, because the shape 2006 yeah I sort of look at them and and sometimes you think yeah they look a bit dated if you see them on the road but for some reason it just didn't no, at all it's sort of timeless well it was um i think the design of the year in 2005 mm. um when it first came out and i remember top gear done it with the porsche um and they really liked the aston but it didn't quite have the performance but now it's got that i think there's you know, it's a fantastic car to buy i mean the the second one I've done, which is up at paint now, my brother-in-law's taken because he just saw the green and bronze. And went. So it takes me sort of probably about four months to put one together. Right. Um, but yeah, so on from there, we were talking about used cars, wasn't we, in the car? And mm. also where the market's going, where I feel it's going, electric, hybrid, petrol. Um, so I've sort of got in my mind that I've just gone for my first full electric car. Which so one have you gone for? So I've gone for the Q4 Audi. Okay. Um and to tell the truth, round here, I absolutely love it. Mm. Um, I haven't got a fast charger yet, but I did do my first long journey, right. which was a bit of a, a bit of a trauma, really. We went, it was 330 miles and I had 240. Right. So what I thought was, is I'll charge up on the way and then get to there, then get back. So I don't normally get that worried or anxious about things, but when I went for the first services and they didn't have a charger... <laughs> I thought, oh no, what am I going to... Now, they had Tesla ones, but not, not the ones I needed. And there was right. other ones there. So I thought, okay, right. Um, seven miles to the next services. And I've got lots of range and I've got to plan when I charge now. Because if mm. I charge too early, I haven't got the range to get back. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going through it all. And I, anyway, I went to the next services. Yes, no one there. Perfect. Plugged it in, out of order. <laughs> I thought, oh no, I can imagine this. So I'm thinking I'm going to be staying over where we are because yeah. they have only got a three pin charger where I'm going to so that's like 15 hours or something so yeah. anyway but I went to the next one and it worked perfectly right so plugged it in 50 minutes had a coffee something to eat fully charged went there and back so I think it's just an infrastructure problem yeah it feels um, that way doesn't it I mean I live in central London at the moment and considered I've only recently got this Q8 I sold a X5 um, earlier in the year, somehow, well, because of the appreciating used car market, made yeah. five grand on it. I had it less than a year, made five grand on it, and um, decided to put that money into a Q8 because I've always liked the look and right, the shape yeah. of the Q8. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swap and get that. But when I was considering the Q8, I was looking at electric models, Teslas, yeah. um, the Audi, because the tax breaks, yeah, the tax yeah. breaks, and living in central London, yeah. being able to go in and out of the congestion zone yeah. and the ultra low emission zone without any penalties does appeal to me um i even looked at the hybrid p p400e range rover yeah. as well um but that's only got about 28 miles of range 20, as opposed yeah. to a full electric but the infrastructure for charging it means that if you wanted to charge it overnight because i live in a flat you've got to find right, yeah, one of the lamp post yeah. chargers around the corner that would then take forever um there's no tesla superchargers close yeah. by um so especially in central London when you've got people living on top of people the, the there is a problem with the infrastructure of it yeah I mean at the moment we are going to do a, a video soon but I have got the hybrid Ranger over here I've got a hybrid Q5 for my wife and I've got the full electric 
Mm. So the, the only way I can see to do it is to have, if you are a two-car garage, to have one hybrid and one electric. Because mm. I wouldn't overly want to do that again. No. Because I started to but it panic. it must be stressful, yeah, yeah. Well, because I'm picking up my daughter from school and I'm thinking, I'm not sure I'm coming back mm. tonight <laughs> because I've got no other way of, of yeah, charging. Yeah. Um, the only thing was on the motorway, it kept saying no fuel available. So right. I thought, well, actually, I'm probably better off having an electric car yeah, at these times of no very fuel. True, yeah. um, <laughs> so going back to sort of why I've got the vantage in that there was that I had in my mind that if we're all going to go electric, then we're all going to want a really nice car. So one thing I am doing with the new one I'm just building is the exhaust will be totally quiet on a switch. And I mean, like virtually no sound like an electric car. Right. But then it will open up to that noise you yeah, know, yeah. today. So that, but that's in development at the moment. And then you would have a car that you just sort of look at like and maybe go on a track because mm. if they sort of force us off the road a little bit in petrol, yeah, you've got a track car as well. Because in that, that would be a fantastic track car. Mm. Um, yeah, I could feel it. Just the cornering when we went round, I was like, that'd be a lot of yeah, fun to take around yeah. the track. <laughs> and you can learn to drive in that manual. We said about heel and toe and just learning more about your yeah. driving in there. And you don't have to go especially quick to have enjoyment in it. That's what I like on there. No, no, the noise is there regardless of... Exactly, you get that feel in the steering. Don't yeah, you? yeah. I've been pleasantly surprised at that q5 handling wise because i obviously wasn't going to go like full electric i tried that e-tron before mm. and that's the one that has the cameras on the mirrors yeah you can have that yeah and i wasn't that happy with the range i think it was about 200 mm. but i am getting about 270 miles from that okay. um and i've just been using the normal charger mm. which is 30 hours to charge yeah sure but i've been getting a, getting around that and getting away with it i say it's just that infrastructure of longer journeys, whether I'd feel, I mean, I went past my one that was, was closed and there were like 12 Tesla superchargers mm. and spaces. Yeah. So they've got the network, I yeah. think, sewn up. It's just, I'm just not that keen on the look of the Teslas. I don't know. No, the mm. interior looks funny to me. The the wood and, and, the other, yeah. like, and the other bits, it just doesn't quite look right to me. Because again, it, it looks a bit simple and basic for a car that you're spending so much money on doesn't feel like you're getting that much for it mm. and i and i like audi i don't know why i was waiting for audi or bmw because mm. it just it actually just feels like a normal audi to tell yeah. the truth but i think the biggest thing i've found for me is that the the phone car kit's amazing i haven't dropped any signal anywhere right which i've never had before yeah, yeah ever since i sold phones it was back with the old nokia with an aerial you had signal, yeah. and how quiet it is right. so it feels super relaxing and then when you're on country roads that I am, the biggest benefit is pulling out a junction. So it is just instant and it is much safer. Mm. You know, I feel much happier with that. Whereas in a petrol or a, a diesel, you always have a lag. Yeah, a but lag this is yeah. just instant. So mm. it's fantastic. So I think we should just have a little talk about Sims as well. Yep. Because I see that, you know, in this world, we're going to have an electric car. You've got your present. Your Aston, and then I think it's going to be virtual racing is the future. So, I mean, I've loved having a simulator at home through lockdown and probably, <laughs> as you've seen, probably done too many laps and enjoyed it way too much. But yeah, you're was, far too good at it. <laughs> but what was your feeling? Because you started with like an F4, didn't you? Yeah. Which is a little bit understeery, but what's your, just your general feeling of... Well, it's exciting because yeah. you, well, you just become immersed mm. in it, I think. Like, I felt like I had square eyes when I got off it. I think I've been sat on it about an hour, hour and a half. 
um, going through lap after lap, trying to beat your time, trying to stay on the track most of the time. Um, but it, I think the feedback and the responsiveness of it, I've driven driving simulators before, but not full responsive ones like that. With where, motion. Yeah, you with feel motion. You're going up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're fighting the, the steer in the corner. You're fighting the understeer mm. in order to get the to get the car there. So, yeah, it was it was surprisingly responsive and you definitely walk off feeling like you've been working out for a little yeah, while yeah. it's um it's a little bit stressful as well because it's incredibly frustrating when with my job i like being good at things and and well, that's why generally, you've been on there for two hours I think. exactly yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. the disappointing <laughs> thing is i've not got any better in two <laughs> hours it's, it is very very frustrating but yeah it's with what i do i'm just used to trying to perfect everything mm. whether it's a different delivery or catching the ball or, or anything reading game situations yeah. you try and nail it every single time so to have something like that and the, the one thing it's just so addictive um uh, and yeah i can you're right i can see after or beyond this point that, that virtual racing is going to become such a big thing yeah well i don't go out in the evenings a lot in the cars now i just use the sim mm. and for the reason that I just don't believe you can use these performance cars on the road anymore. They're too fast. And it's like driving a missile. You know, I've had McLarens, different ones. I would absolutely put the sim in front of any car I've got. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, I, and again, I for someone who hasn't owned super, super cars, like some of the ones, you or most of the ones you have, but it, it's exciting to be able to experience that and 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 do it safely because That's if you gave thing, me a McLaren yeah. out on the road now oh, there's every oh, chance crikey, I'm wrapping yeah. it around a tree yeah it's um, you are uh, last of the late break <laughs> I, I blame the simulator <laughs> it was, I was definitely breaking at the right time <laughs> but I've sold I said to you I've sold cars because of that like the 600 LT I've mm. just come home and just said oh, I'm selling that car I'm gonna die yeah you yeah know, if you're left foot braking after 200 especially for me coming from a sim to then getting in a, a high performance. I mean, you're looking at sort of five seconds to a hundred now in them cars. Mm. It's just too fast. Yeah. But I think the biggest benefit of the sim I find is if I'm I'm really into F1 at the moment, but purely because I can take the car on the same track they're on. Yeah. The day before. Yeah. Learn the track, go round it, and we there was a, a Grand Prix recently that I was really struggling with the last bend with understeer, and then when I was watching it they were having the same problem, right. which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's because you obviously you haven't got any tires, but like you said, I can feel the tires gripping, mm. but obviously there's no tires there, yeah. which is insane, really. Yeah. What's your favourite track to do? I think I like Spa um, and Portimao. Spa was just because you go up O'Roos, which we do later, mm. and you feel the compression yeah. of going up. And that was just my favourite ever thing. I actually wanted to go to Spa and drive it. Right. But the sim's been... The, the best thing I yeah. could do that and I think Portimao had set a really fast time on there it took me a bit of time to get there but as you said it's very addictive and every bend you're trying to do you the best you can yeah, but yeah. I've sort of got to the point where you just can't do that every bend which is <laughs> they fine you're just trying to get round in the best time and yeah. sometimes you can try different lines and get quicker um, I think that the other thing is is just the graphics and that once and I'll show you some of the other settings on there but like in the rallying Oh, yeah. it's just it's it's phenomenal yeah 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 I'd, be, I'd love to try the rally actually <laughs> it's, but it's I'll quite end up in a ditch but <laughs> but it's quite tiring as well actually yeah. afterwards you feel like you said you feel a bit sweaty you feel the adrenaline's in your body yeah a lot more than driving on the road yeah um, definitely because you well you're so comfortable pushing yourself 
Like, yeah. It's the way I was spinning off the track there at <laughs> Brands Hatch, I think it was. I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be doing that in real life, no way. And some cars are very different. Like you went in the Formula Three and you settled in that's your best car. That was probably my favourite car, yeah. yeah. The Formula One everything happened too quick. And it, the Formula Four or the F four was a little bit understeery and yeah. I didn't feel like I had the grip but yeah the, the Formula 3 you were 3, just natural on that Formula 3 yeah it felt away. good yeah. it felt actually yeah that was if we could just change the yeah. rules of the game <laughs> and we do it on the F3 that'd be great <laughs> I really struggle on the GT3 cars so in the Formula 1 car I'm, I'm absolutely fine mm. but on the GT3 cars I'll be like you I'll be spinning out I'll yeah. be really struggling um, just because they're maybe a lot heavier and the F1 cars are more like natural and a bit mm. more oversteery, twitchy going in. Mm. So I definitely think, um, for me, I think that they're absolutely the future. Um, so I sort of see a world of this sort of, maybe a Richard Grows world, but electric car, like an Aston like this and a Sim. Mm. And that's it because we don't know where we're going with these petrol cars, do we? And whether we are going to be allowed to... No, well, the legislation driving. seems to change every six yeah. months or so, and the emissions it, the, they need to get to. Yeah, um, yeah, it's looking a long way off, isn't it? So you'd imagine the first or the the easiest target for those things will be petrol and diesel cars. I mean, hopefully we're home working. Surely the emissions, and we were talking about London, where you are, where you know there's not as many people up there. And I think last Tuesday there's only fifty percent of the people back in London as compared to pre-COVID. Mm. And is that going to change? And is that Oh, yeah, it must make so a it, yeah. It has to make a difference, doesn't it? It would be just be such a shame actually to miss out on that feeling and the the, the noise mm. of what we experienced earlier in the Aston. Be shame to never be able to do that. I again. know that's the thing, isn't it? And, <laughs> yeah. the, and and the reason I picked the Aston as well is that can be electric in the future. So I'm a little bit ahead of my time with that. But if they are looking at um, a sort of battery and drivetrain for sort of 15k. And then that may be an option in the future that mm. I could change it to electric. But I just wanted that option there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other thing is, firstly, being a thank you for being a customer of Active Digital. I know you got your new iPhone 13 today. I do. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. It's been I've been with you guys two years, two and a bit yeah, years, I think. Now we've been on the contract with you, and yeah, the service has been amazing. I think it was Lee back in the day when when I first That's got it, it yeah. who. Um, who set me up and um, and got it all up and running for me and was always there to help me if I needed or I had any problems or, or I think I had it nicked one day from yeah. um, a pub Norman. in Maida yeah, Vale. Yeah, so, yeah. so a guy yeah, literally you came in. Video camera, yeah, you? came in and nicked my phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> phenomenal, really. Um, but yeah, I cut, it's been great and, and thank you very much. For and I think we saved you quite a bit on your bills. I remember you was maybe on Vodafone before and you had a really high bill. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. sometimes as sportsmen, you just get slung onto whichever deal tariff or, or tariff yeah, that, yeah. that someone decides that you go on and you just accept it. But now as I'm getting older and more frugal, <laughs> yeah. it's um, it's great to have good advice. So I can only well, I think you. we save our customers just on misbilling probably think 20 to 25,000 a month. Right. Over all of them, mm. just through errors yeah, and things on bills. So, we, you know, the team work really well at doing that. And we just don't like the feeling of people being sort of ripped off or paying too much or not understanding being abroad and having a high data charge. Mm. Um, it's got better, but obviously they do keep changing the rules on you with Brexit as well. Yeah. What countries <laughs> are, have you got data, have you not? So, yeah. we're, you know, we've got a great app now. Um, the active digital app on the app store where you just you can chat to us anytime and we get back to you and, and help you but i wanted to show you these so i've got you four of these today okay 
I've never seen these before. I don't know what they are. So these are Apple AirTags, and I started using them probably about two weeks ago, and they're phenomenal. So what it is, is like a tracker, but a small tracker. So what I did was first I put them in my cars, and then I put them in my daughter's um, school bags as right. well. Um, but I was thinking, like, for yourself, you've got your cricket bag, these type of items. So all you do, and it, it's so easy. I think this is, I mean, I've been selling Apple since it started, but I think this is the best product they do. Right. of everything because okay. the phones have got to the law of diminishing returns you mm. know the camera can only get so good but yeah. this within sort of two minutes you could set up this air tag and put one in your car in your cricket bag wherever you want and it will live track right okay. and it's just in find my iphone as items yeah sure and it's, it's been phenomenal and i've been selling these to car garages storage I had one storage took 30 right. straight away for all his cars yeah yeah um but i, I just think it's just so useful and if, if you are leaving something somewhere and you're worried, especially you do a lot of traveling, don't you? Yeah. Well, right. I'm going to Australia for oh, yeah. two months in yeah. the middle for of the November. Ashes. Yeah. For the commentate. ashes. Yeah. yeah. To comment, commentate over there. So it will be um, handy to put that in the Q8 sat outside my house. Yeah. And, you know, any other areas that you feel you want to, to track, you've got it there. Mm. Um, but for me, I'm probably using about 20, 22 of these now. Right. Okay. Um, and it's just great to have a live sort of tracking where everything is yeah 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 if you're um, concerned or worried and, and they're very small size yeah um on there so i've got you four of them no, to great. try and then thank see, you very much see what you think so i think it's one of the the best things apples oh, great ever made and yeah. so simple and no ongoing costs yeah you pay for the air tag and that's it and that's um, it it's absolutely brilliant yeah well thanks for having you today it's been absolutely brilliant no really thank you for having me and uh i would love to see a better time i know we have you got much more time <laughs> i've got you, a little bit more time a, a couple of cl time constraints but I'm, I'm sure i can afford because you're within half a second of simon from I am, McLaren, yeah. aren't you? And I, I think am. you really want to beat that yeah i can't be sitting bottom of the leaderboard no way so i'll be, I'll be <laughs> slinging myself back in there after a little break <laughs> and i'd love for you to see this when we do a launch event yeah yeah um, the green and bronze. I well, like I'm invested now. I know. <laughs> yeah, you I think you're really keen driving it. I could see you, you yeah, thinking, yeah. I, I want one of these. I was like, yeah, yeah. do you want to trade? Trade the Q8 for that, why not? <laughs> so yeah, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, look forward to having you back maybe in a few months and see if you're any quicker on the sim. Yeah, I'll give it my best shot. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And um, we'd really love for you to like and subscribe to the Challenge of Road podcast. And um, we look forward to to see you again soon.